I'm Stephanie Hoff for the Midwest Farm Report, catching up with Chris Wilson. Chris is the sixth generation on Wilson Organic Farms in Cuba City, Wisconsin. They graze about 500 dairy cows across 900 acres of pasture. And moving those electric fences every day is labor-intensive. That's why there's a research team out there from UW-Platteville trying to figure out how to rotationally graze without fencing. The project is in its third year through the UW Dairy Innovation Hub and will be a focus at the upcoming Dairy Summit on November 15th. Chris tells me more about how they graze their animals and how this research project will result in some on-farm solutions for similar dairymen across the state. We have requirements through our co-op and Every animal on the farm must get a minimum of 30% dry matter intake from grazing during the grazing season. We pasture all of our heifers and dry cows into pastures that we rotate through paddocks um, across about 600 acres. The milk cows, we do what's called intensive grazing, where we have about 225 acres that we will move the cows to a different spot every single day. And sometimes when, you know, grass is in the flush, like in May, uh, early June, we'll move them twice a day. And what that means is we can find them in a, in a smaller area so that they're able to eat all the grass that's there, a large percentage of it. And then we will move them to a new spot the next day. And that creates more of a, a harvest look to that grazing where they, they really do take off a high percentage and mow it down to about that, ideally around that four or five inches. And then that grass is able to start regrowing right away as soon as they're off of it and and rebound. And they won't get back to those spots for anywhere from 30 to 50 days, just depending on the weather, the time of year, uh, moisture, and, and those variables. To go out there every day and sometimes twice a day, like you said, that can be a burdensome process. It is more labor intensive. It's also management intensive. You really, you can think of how you know, mixing a TMR ration, you can control that. In that rotational grazing, you have to control the pastures, you have to control the feed intake, and then complement what they're not getting from the pasture in that TMR ration that we have in our freestyle facilities. So it's very complicated, and then and then it also it requires labor. It's fairly sophisticated. So. That's where the virtual grazing concept came in. And Chris, that's how you got connected with Professor Hal Evanson at UW-Platteville, who is looking at how to relieve some of those strains. You call it virtual grazing. What does that mean? Currently, cattle are confined with fencing, electric fencing. And we have what we use is called temporary fencing, which is basically you roll it up and put stakes in and move the cattle every day, right? And then the cattle stay in between those sections uh, most of the time. There's new technology that's been developed over about the last decade that on rangeland, so you're thinking it first was developed in Australia and, and has been applied more in the U.S. and more like uh, your rangeland areas like Texas, uh, Colorado, and Montana, you know, some of those rangeland states that are grazing large, large areas. And what they, they have is, is basically like a technology that can show the, the location of the cattle and then you can zone it through software, you know, or phone app that you can put them in a, a certain area that generally, you know, what we're talking in those instances is that you're trying to keep them within like a thousand acre square area, right? Because they've got thousands of acres of rangeland. 
So they're trying to keep them in a certain area of that rangeland, and those are applied that way. We're trying to take similar concepts but use different technologies because there's a more challenging aspect to it, and we're trying to control and keep the cattle in areas that are, you know, for example, one to two acres and uh, a much smaller area that, that would mimic what we're doing now with fencing but do it with with a combination of, of those location sensors and then other potential tools that you would use to keep them confined in those areas without that fencing. So basically taking away that, those fence posts and that, that fencing. So would an easy comparison be like an electric collar for a dog? It'd be similar to that. We are exploring other avenues that aren't necessarily shock-related, but that that's a similar concept, right? You have a shock collar for a dog. You put that virtual fencing in. When I was a kid, you literally had to bury it. Now you can basically just, it's GPS and it, it is a border. The difference being is that, you know, I heard our size, we have 500 animals. A dog, you can take that collar off, it comes back in the house and charge that battery up, no problem, right? Cows, it's a lot harder to take those tags off, charge them, so there's a battery component to it. One of your primary limitations is what you can store for electricity, and then your consumption of that electricity is is the other variable. So looking at sensors and tools that have very low battery usage is is kind of what we've been doing a lot of research around and and what the students and and UW-Platteville has been just phenomenal at at pushing the boundaries and, and, and trying, you know, some brand new technologies that, that aren't even necessarily being used in, in commercial production right now. So that's been a lot of fun. And speaking of limitations, like with what you said about electric storage for batteries, what about internet availability for devices that rely on broadband connection? The goal is to keep it fairly localized. So, you know, the network and the system would be literally in the pasture with the cattle you know, self-operating that way. There would be a component for communication reasons to be able to communicate with that network that, that would that would connect into it. So if you wanted to set your boundaries and those things, then conceptually, yeah, you would need the internet or the ability to reach a, an outside network that would connect to a phone or computer to set those boundaries. And, and, and then also the other aspect to it too, and, and this is where, you know, the dairy world can kind of relate uh, with newer technologies, that there would be location-based sensors and, and other um, other sensors that are you know collecting whether a cow's moving, whether she's got her head tilted down and is chewing on grass, things like that that would be collected in that that data conceptually too. Chris, what's it like hosting a research project on the farm? Has your life changed at all? Do you have to do things a little differently? Not too much. I mean, I think we've always been fairly open to outside research and new ideas. We've always had, you know, whether it's looking at trialing different things in the calf barn or running research on things that are, you know, happening in the milk cow herd. We've kind of always had that happening since I grew up on the farm. My dad's always been fairly progressive and, and my cousins have always been, you know, now that they've taken over, kind of maintained that mindset that, you know, we always have to be looking at things and, and seeing what we could do differently and do do better. So it doesn't really impact the day-to-day operations much. We do have tools and uh, stations that are sitting in the pasture right now. So, you know, we do have to kind of make sure the cattle can't get into those and we mow around them. But in the big picture, it's not that big a deal. 
He says the cows don't mind it either, and he's enjoyed having students come out to the farm that haven't been up close to cows before and are learning a thing or two about farm life. I asked him to tell us the biggest takeaway he's gotten so far from this research project. The big takeaway is that technology is changing fast, and there is going to be just a a lot of available tools over the next decade that we never thought, we never even imagined a decade ago. So I think that that's been a lot of fun and and just pretty eye-opening to see the the advancements being made. And and I think the other aspect to it, too, is just like how bright and gifted the students are that, that I've been able to work with. I mean, there's some really, really smart engineers at Platteville, and it's been a lot of fun to Chris Wilson along with us from Wilson Organic Farms in Cuba City. He'll be answering more questions about this project at the Dairy Summit coming up on November 15th at UW-Platteville. This free conference open to the public will showcase the work happening through the UW Dairy Innovation Hub. The hub is a state-supported dairy research collaboration across three UW campuses. And one of these research projects is happening on Chris Wilson's dairy farm. They're exploring virtual fencing to reduce the labor strains that come with rotational grazing. For the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Stephanie Hoff.